Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All right, it's time for the Young Gelt Militia back again on the bench in the biggest way possible. Brian Geltzeiler of NBA Radio on SiriusXM and HoopsCritic.com. Young Gelt, how you doing? I'm good, Pharrell. What's happening, dude? My man. So it's great to have you back on the bench. So tell me, uh, when Paul George uh, starts playing ball this week, uh, is that when we're finally going to see the Clippers be this alleged championship team that they've been selling us? Not yet. I think that's going to take some time. Listen, the Clippers are still learning each other. And as good as it looked early on with all this stuff revolving around Kawhi, it's just going to take time. Paul George is a high-usage player, Pharrell. When you inject him into this situation, a lot of other guys are going to have to adjust, and, and it's meaningful guys that are going to have to adjust. Kawhi's going to have to adjust a little bit. You're going to have to get Montrezl Harrell adjusting. Lou Williams is going to have to adjust. So now the Clippers are going to take some time to gel, but I – but with the way they play, with the depth they have, with the bench that they have, with these two guys as their two lead dogs and Leonard and George, they're going to be there come May and June. But this is not going it's not going to gel immediately. They're going to look pretty much like all the other top contenders here before they have that opportunity to distinguish themselves and get beyond everybody. That's going to take some time. So I, you know, temper your expectations. I spoke to some people high up in the Clipper organization about a month ago and was told we're, we're not planning on, on having a fast start. We're planning on a slow start. And I think they're pretty surprised right now to be 7-3. and three. I don't think they figured with their schedule at the beginning of the season they would be in that kind of shape. With that said, it'll take some time, but they will hit their stride. So uh, with the Rockets and Gordon now going to be out uh, after surgery, he'll be out at least six weeks. And the fact that, you know, bottom line is Harden's up to his old tricks again, dropping whatever, 37 a game and and iso ball city. And then you got Westbrook. What's going to happen to this team? Is it it the same old story? Uh, Harden scores 40, 50 a night and they can't win in the playoffs? Yep. That's exactly what it's going to be. Because here's the problem with them, Pharrell. They, this team as a unit, they couldn't guard a crosswalk, man. They can't guard anything <laughs> or anybody, man. This is one of the worst defensive teams in the league. And the thing is, you'll look at some teams and say, hey, okay, you know what? You're struggling a little bit early on. I don't see a path, Pharrell. I don't see how they get better defensively. Listen, when you went, one of the things, Russell Westbrook is, by all objective measures, a better player than Chris Paul at this stage of his career. But let me tell you what he's not than Chris Paul. That's a better defensive player. Okay? And they, that's a loss for them. As much listen, and I beat up on Chris Paul pretty much more than anybody does. But the reality is, is from a defensive standpoint, this was a really necessary player for them and what they did. And, and so you look at all that, and then you realize, I mean, listen, Gordon has played horribly here, and, and he's not defending well either. I mean, right now you look at them defensive rating-wise, Pharrell, 
I mean, it, the Rockets, they're, they're 20th in the league. And, and quite frankly, one of the reasons they're 20th in the league is because they've played against some garbage competition. They're 7-3, and three and they and listen, they're right now is 10 teams in the NBA with seven wins, and they look the worst out of all 10 of those teams. Give them credit. They keep putting W's on the board. Harden's doing it and, and doing his thing and playing great, but they, they're just not right. I don't see a path to them becoming – the, the defensive team they need to be to truly advance far in the playoffs. Brian Geldseiler with us, Young Geld Militia from NBA Radio and HoopsCritic.com. Uh, so I know you've been talking about the Knicks situation on the air. Uh, break it down for us, uh, what's happening uh, with the New York Knicks again tonight, getting their ass beat in Chicago. Uh, the embarrassing presser with Mills and Perry the other night on Sunday uh, the fallout from that, it's just a disaster. What's going to happen with Fisdale and all of the uh, heads of state there? Well, it, the, the one person that's really unhappy with what's happening is Jim Dolan. And Jim Dolan, who at times for an owner uh, over the course of his ownership tenure, has been far too much of a fan. This is actually not a bad moment for Jim Dolan to be a little bit of a fan because he's realized pretty quickly what all other Knicks fans have realized, which is how ill-conceived this roster is, how clunky it is. And, yes, you have some talent there, but the pieces do not fit. Somebody, somebody rubber stamped spending $65 million in salary this year on four power forwards. I, it's, who, who rubber stamped that? I don't know. I, it, obviously, with Steve Mills or Scott Perry, but that was somebody's wonderful idea. So now James Dolan's watching this team and a team that doesn't fit. That's probably the most selfish team in the league with just poor passers on the floor. You have a point guard problem because Peyton's hurt and Dennis Smith missed it, hasn't played well. And when, and when he's played and missed a chunk of time because of death in the family. So you have all these things happening and Dolan's looking at this going, you know what? This is a garbage product that we're putting on the floor. And you guys told me it was going to be something different. And Dolan for once all these years Steve Mills has been with him for a long time 20 years Steve Mills has been with him and from what I understand Jim Dolan is coming to the conclusion that Steve Mills is a fine guy to have within the organization but he's probably not the best guy to run the basketball operation so I, what you have here now is Mills and, and if Mills is going to be out of the basketball operation Perry goes right along with him that's not going to that those two are tied at the hip as far as that owner's concerned so now what's happening? Steve Mills realizes his job's in trouble. So let me see if I can throw somebody else in front of the bus first. They get hit by the bus, and maybe I can dodge it and buy myself a little bit of time. And that's what's happening with Dave Fisdale here. And for all, don't get me wrong, Dave Fisdale's not doing a really good job with this team. I really, you know, it, it's been a little less haphazard than it has been last year. But he, he's got to coach some better effort. He's got to go with some young guys. He's trying to be a little bit creative. But playing Barrett games at point guard because you're, you're so worried about trying to win these games is bad for R.J. Barrett. Everything this team does has to be a function of R.J. Barrett because he is the one guy they have who's a future star. And that really hasn't happened either. So I'm not. this is not a Fisdale commercial. With that said, he deserves a little bit more of an opportunity. But right now, Mills is, for lack of a better term, on the balls of his backside here, man. He's in trouble. So he's going he's gonna to throw Fizz under the bus uh, to see if he can save himself here. By the way, I don't think Fizz gets saved, and I don't think Mills and Perry get saved. And I think you're going to see a brand-new Nick regime going into next offseason. Yeah, and maybe before that, uh, the Lakers uh, held off the uh, Suns tonight. I, I think they beat them. Uh, I think that game is a final, unless I'm crazy. Um, is that accurate? I, I don't know. Maybe it's not. Is there still a bunch of the fourth quarter left in that game? It is. There's hang still on, 11 on, minutes left. On. 
Yeah, it's still going on. 97, 94 still Lakers. Still going on, yeah. So, That's not over. Uh, my question is, Davis's uh, shoulder, is it getting better or is it going to become a problem and he's going to end up, uh, you know, getting cut? Uh, well, what, uh, Anthony Davis, you mean? Yeah, like having surgery. Has he got a real shoulder problem or is it nothing? I don't think it's nothing, okay? Because let me tell you something. There's never no, – it's never nothing with Anthony Davis, Pharrell. It's always something. So I don't think it's nothing. With that said, I also think he's played well enough here that he can play through it. So we'll see what happens, and we'll see what, that, what happens over the course of the season. If they're going to cut him, he's going to be out of a while. And right now, that's the last thing they want to do at 7-2 and two here. And if they can manage to hold on tonight, they got a chance here to, to, to go to 8-2. and two. And they're the best defensive team in the league. And that's something that you can't downplay. And I'm going to tell you, when they hired Frank Vogel, you scratched your head a little bit, didn't work in Orlando, and then you placed two guys who may be more accomplished NBA head coaches than Frank Vogel on his bench. And certainly one of them is in Lionel Hollins. And Jason Kidd has done a very good job as a coach, has done a bad job as a coach in the past as well. But two guys that fancy themselves as head coaches next to Vogel on the bench, and Frank Vogel has instilled a defensive philosophy that he did in Indiana with this team, and everybody is bought in from the top down, and that includes LeBron James. How about? So it, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. So, that, but the, the point being is that that to me rules the day over everything else for the Lakers right now, and if that can continue, they're going to be formidable. And do you think the job Lionel Hollins is doing, is, or Monty Williams is doing a, a great job with the Suns team? Fantastic, fantastic. And, and the thing you're, that we all forget pretty quickly, he's only without his second-best player right now. I mean, DeAndre Ayton is not nothing for real. He's a really good young player. Right. And they're doing, they're doing this with Baines playing center. Aaron Baines is having the year of years right now. He's been phenomenal. Right. And, and I tell you something, I didn't think Rubio could fit in like this and do what he's done, him and Booker together. But, I, but I, I anticipated before the season began, and you know, Pharrell, I'll always say when I'm wrong, I anticipated some kind of early showdown between Monty Williams and Devin Booker that revolved around the fact that Devin Booker was not going to be as unselfish as Williams needed him to be. Devin Booker has bought into everything Monty Williams has sold, and it's been the, the key element in the Suns having this kind of success. Booker's been terrific, and he's part of the reason he's been terrific is because the guy doesn't need to come out and take 30 shots a game. All of a sudden, the Phoenix Suns, it's not about getting Devin Booker or 60 anymore. It's about this, this team playing as a team. And when Aiton walks back into this group, they're going to be really good. Listen, you look at what's kind of shaken out here with the Warriors collapsing. The Kings are not going to be a factor. The Blazers have certainly struggled plenty. You look at, at all this situ- at these situations, the Suns have a legit chance to be a playoff team when Aiton comes back. They really do. And so, and Monty Williams is an all-business guy, deserves all the credit. And I'm going to say this, okay? and this relates back to the Nixon Fisdale. Coaching in the NBA matters, Pharrell. Okay, you're looking at the job Monty Williams is doing with Phoenix. John Beeline lost let, lost tonight in, in Philly, and they went to 4-6. and six. The Cavaliers are playing good basketball, right. and they're playing team basketball, big effort. There's not a mountain of talent there, but you've got veterans and a couple of young guys. He's doing a great job as the coach. He's got everybody buying in. The system is crisp. There's a philosophy there. Coaching matters in the NBA, and Fizz is not doing a great job with the Knicks right now, which is why he's probably going to end up not with right. a All right, uh, young gal, great stuff tonight, and uh, always love having you on the bench. Fantastic. I know the uh... – that, that game's Lakers 99-97 right now, and the Nets are up uh, 89-84 on the Jazz late. I'm watching Portland, Sacramento. Great NBA rack. I'll catch up with you soon, young gal. Thanks for coming on CBS Sports Radio.
Always my pleasure, Pharrell. We'll do it again soon. Pal. All right, Take Brian care. Geldziler of NBA Radio on Sirius and Hoops Critic. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.